Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Time travelers, welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Becca, what's new? I started my job this week. I'm three days in. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. I haven't had a whole lot to do because the company itself is fairly new. So they're still figuring mm-hmm. out how to train people. Mm-hmm. For the role yeah. that I'm in. So there's like a lot of trial and error, but everybody's very nice. And I've had a lot of like free time during the day to like edit stuff that I usually edit at night. So my nights have been totally oh. free, which is wild. Yeah. Like I'm so That's not used good. to that. But are a lot of people who are working with you, are they kind of new as well? Or are you kind of the only Yeah, no, there's people like most of the people I've spoken to have just started within like less than six months okay yeah have you had like i know like you know like when you have dreams after you graduate school and you have dreams like oh my gosh i still haven't turned in that test you still have now that you're out of the food industry do you still have those like dreams you're like i have my first one the night after my last day Mm -hmm. um I i just had this dream it wasn't one of my worst ones but i had a dream that i was waiting on like a party of like eight people that kept having more and more people show up and mm-hmm. then at the same time i was waiting on four ladies that kept being like ma'am so it was like <laughs> a bounce back and forth between somebody new showing up to this party ma'am. and the other people being like ma'am we need more iced tea and you're like sorry off the clock <laughs> sorry i don't do that anymore um this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I watched the trailer for the new Chip and Dale movie. It did just come out. What are your thoughts? And um, one, I'm sending you a picture of three people who I think are my comedy, um, who taught me everything I know about comedy. I'm sending you this right now, and you describe the picture to, to people. What I just sent you. Who I think. <laughs> it's Chip, Dale, and Raven at Disney World. Yes, they're the three people who taught me comedy. I'm a big Chippendale fan. Uh, I'll watch it because I'm like, what is this? <clears throat> but for the, for those of you who haven't seen it, just go watch the trailer. It's it's by the people like the Lonely Island, so oh, it's already going to be like interesting. Yeah. Andy Andy Samberg and John Mulaney play Chippendale. I noticed that there was a lot of different animation styles going on. Yes, it's kind so of know, like I don't know if they're gunning for like a modern day Roger Rabbit. That's what I think they're going for. Cuz yeah. Roger Rabbit is also in the trailer. <laughs> so. Anyway, enough about <laughs> enough about us. <laughs> enough about me. Well, that was sort of a segue into the 411 cuz Yeah. Disney has had some news for us. They have. They have. They have. I always I always say this that I'm like every time we gear up to record one of these I'm like do you think like I don't think there's going to be like anything to report on and I always there's always something there's always something there's All always right. something but to prove that let's get into it mm-hmm. 
All right. A bit of a recap. Uh, the Super Bowl happened last Sunday. And a lot of Disney stars mm. made an appearance in Super Bowl commercials. I remember the Super Bowl. Like, remember the Super Bowl days of yore when there was like one or two celebrity commercials and the rest were just like funny ideas. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl, it was literally like every commercial was a celebrity plug. Yeah. It was wild. So I'm going to give a rundown of every Disney star that was in a commercial and what they advertised. And if you saw the commercial, we can speak on it, okay? So Zac Efron with AT&T. Zendaya with Squarespace. Uh, Nick Jonas, Toyota. Lindsay Lohan, Planet Fitness. And Miley Cyrus featuring Dolly Parton for T-Mobile. I saw all the rest of those, just not the Zac Efron one. Yeah, Zac Efron's the only one I didn't see. Um, was it towards the end of the game, maybe? Because I, I... I don't know. I tapped out mid-third quarter for my Super Bowl, which was Euphoria, so... Oh. <laughs> um, I don't I don't remember seeing the Zac Efron, but I remember seeing all the other ones. The Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton was fun, I guess. Uh, I don't know about that. It makes... It makes me think, like, since Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton now did a T-Mobile commercial, do they have to have their phone plan be T-Mobile? I don't know. Like, maybe. Do they have to sign a a contract saying, like, you have to switch your phone plan to T-Mobile? I don't know how any of that works. I... Me either. I don't know. Um, The Dolly one was interesting, though, because she set it up, like... She started talking and I was like, oh, she's going to do a PSA or like talk about how she just started like Dollywood just said that they would like, you know, help finance anybody's further education that want, that's working there. So I thought it was going to be something like that. And then she went into a damn T-Mobile commercial. <laughs> she goes, use your vote. You have a voice, Miley. Use she it. drug Miley into her mess. And Miley, once again, <laughs> belting where she does not need to belt. <laughs> but we appreciate it every time. I'm, I mean, I know she gives 100, so I have to respect yeah. it. The Lindsay Lohan Planet Fitness commercial was funny. I liked it. It's surprising that they're still making jokes about her partying ways when that was yeah. almost like 15 years ago. Okay, we get it. Like, Lindsay Lohan did a lot of partying back in the day, but I guess yeah. like, like that's still the joke. But I'm glad the Lohanaissance, she's like giving us breadcrumbs. She's until rising. I, until she comes out with that Netflix movie. She's giving us the breadcrumbs, and soon she's going to rise like a loaf. Rise like a loaf. And then <laughs> Nick Jonas was in the Toyota commercial for a little bit. It was all about Joneses, like Jones. So, like, it was Leslie Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Rashida Jones. And they said, Nick Jonas? <laughs> and then It's Not Unusual by Tommy... What's his name? Tom Jones played. So, mm-hmm. I don't, like... <laughs> And then Zac Efron, he played himself, and then he was like in like a fisherman uh, getup, and they were like fishing, like big beard. And then Zendaya was Squarespace, and it was like she was on a beach, and yeah, it was artsy fartsy. Yeah, but good for them. That means they got a lot of money. Did you see the Jim Carrey one? Yes. I liked it and then i didn't like it at the same time well i'm like if we're i was like selfishly i'm like if jim carrey's gonna choose an old character to re 
to reintroduce to the public via Super Bowl commercial, I would have chosen the Grinch. Well, he, come on. That was like the most miserable time I, of his existence. He, he would never do that. I again. know, but imagine, imagine Jim Carrey's like, I'm doing a Super Bowl commercial think, with the Grinch. I think, and I mean, he's not Disney, so I won't harp on it, but I think that the setup was good, but then the actual content of the commercial kind of fell flat. Yeah, he was Verizon, right? Yeah. But yeah. he showed up as the cable guy, which was like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It just but, really has me reminiscing on like the days of the Budweiser Clydesdales and the E-Trade babies and like the days when people would look the, forward to the Super Bowl just for the ads. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the Betty White commercial. Yeah, like there used to only be like one or two celebrity spots and they were really, really good. And that was just like everything yeah. was a celebrity spot. Like remember the Super Bowl commercial about like don't touch my Doritos. Yeah. That one? Well, until next year, well, who knows we'll what who kind of commercials we'll get. But I'm sure everyone on that list got a big payday. Um, yeah. All right. Speaking of future paydays, now our next story is revolves around Olivia Rodrigo. Ooh. All right. Rumors that breakout star Olivia Rodrigo is signing with new management are true. The seven-time Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter-actor has signed with lighthouse management for managing in all areas a source close to the situation situation confirms the move seems to reflect a desire on rodrigo's part to be with a company that straddles music and film slash tv with a roster that includes jennifer aniston jason bateman gwyneth paltrow paul rudd and selena gomez so this just tells me that we will get a lot more branding deals and TV appearances and movie appearances from one Olivia Rodrigo. She will probably be shoved down our throats for at least the next five years. Oh, yeah. Well, you know they're shooting the new High School Musical currently. I do. I wonder how involved she is in that. I That was my biggest question as well. I wondered if she would even return, but... You know, I bet you she's like in two episodes or something. Yeah. Because now she's signed with the management that manages Jennifer Aniston. Right. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. You know she's about to do a smart water ad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston always loves a smart water ad. We'll see ad. Olivia Rodrigo in the ball next year. Probably. I'm surprised she wasn't in this year. Like a like a take on good for you or something? She may just not have been like a recognizable enough face yet. Well, this is probably why she signed with that management. Yeah. To do all that, get her face out there more, make her more three dimensional in the media media circus. Um, okay, on to some T V news. Our last two stories are some T V news. And I know, Becca, you're so excited about this news. I cannot wait to share this with you. How I Met Your Father renewed for a super size season two at Hulu. I resisted. I resisted the urge to scream. <laughs> Going from 10 episodes in season one to 20 episodes for season two. Oh, we ain't never getting the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, apparently you're missing out because How I Met Your Mother con- uh, consistently ranks in the top five, top 10 most streamed TV shows amongst every streaming platform. How I Met Your Mother last- or How I Met Your Father? How I Met Your Father. Okay. 
is always in the top 10 original streaming shows across all streaming platforms. And so, of course, it's going to get a, I think last week it was ranked number three. Um, and so I watch it. I think it's fun. It's a good like show to like turn off your brain. I just don't, I never liked how I met your mother to begin with. I, especially because Mm -hmm. I've mentioned this before, but I think people that are fans of how I met your mother are star annoying. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. But that style of comedy is just really not for me. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I love every time I love seeing your reaction every time I bring up how I met your father. Yeah. And I was, and it's interesting because streaming shows usually aren't picked up for more than like 15 episodes. So it must be really popular on Hulu. Second, I was watching the new episode last night and there's a character that was guest starring. And I said, who is that? That looks so familiar. I Googled it. Um, it's the actress that played Tawny on Even Stevens was in the episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. With How I Met Your Father. So I said, again, the DCCU, the Disney Channel Cinematic Universe, man. Well, we said um, Hunter and I have both watched Being the Ricardos, Oscar nominated oh, film yeah. Being the Ricardos, yeah. which has some crossover with the DCCU. <laughs> right. So in the movie... They got uh they like do a flashback of uh Ricky Ricardo singing what does he say? The na 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 Yeah. Which which famously appears in the Cheetah Girls too. Watch which normal people probably like know that song as like a standalone song. Yeah. Us, because we're special people. Um we know it from the Cheetah Girls 2 soundtrack. And I remember I had COVID while I watched that movie. And Ricky Ricardo started singing that. And I legit thought I was hallucinating. I was like, what? Well, said, we're not alone. The Girls. I did have another friend just watch the movie recently. And she sent me a text that was like, oh, my God, he sang the song from Cheetah Girls. <laughs> right. I'm wondering how many people. Because that, like, that's iconic. Yeah. Um, but in other TV news. Raven's Home Season 5 released Raven's its trailer. Home. It did. All I'm right. so excited now. It's it's Goodbye Chicago. Hello San Francisco. Again, Raven's Home returns to Disney Channel for Season 5 on Friday, March 11th. And so for those of you who are who don't remember what the... Because we reported on it before. This is what Season, season 5 is about. Raven relocates to her childhood home from that to Raven, this time with son Booker in tow. Not only has that set been painstakingly recreated, but as you'll see in the trailer, Raven's home is also taking us back to the iconic restaurant known as the Chill Girl. Unfortunately, returning home also means dealing with familiar faces Raven hopes she'd never see again, including childhood nemesis Alana, once played again by Adrian Bailone, who's now the principal of Booker School, which is the school Raven went to on the show. Bayside, which I wondered if it would look different. So what are your thoughts on the trailer? I'm excited now. Uh, Booker has clearly gone through puberty at an accelerated rate. I was reading the, the comments like online and cause it went viral, like the trailer and stuff. Everyone's like, this is what the reboot should have been. Right. And watching the trailer, it's your classic, it's like what a classic reboot is usually like some situation that brings the characters back to the original set. Yeah. So this is kind of like a reboot of the reboot. Yeah. I'm excited. Raven seems to be ravening it up, which I know Raven's home kind of lacks. 
I know. I was like, a lot of, I said, this trailer features a lot of Raven and not a lot of the kids, which I enjoy, but I know I'm going to be bamboozled when I watch the show. Probably. Watch all those clips be like from the pilot and then they just, yeah. the first episode. But I wonder, I also wonder if like, if this is the note that they'll go out on. I mean, like, you think this is the it last season? Be. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I mean just, that would be a smart move as well. But. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, why do all this for a last season? Like, getting rid of half your cast. <laughs> yeah. For, like... Um, and I will say, we're both going into this as well with the same fears of how they're going to address Tanya. Where is Tanya? If she's dead, I'm going to be irate. I... So that's the only logical explanation because the whole reason Raven goes back to San Francisco is Victor has a, and I quote, mild heart attack. And she ends up staying. And I'm like, where's Tanya? Because you know, if she's dead, it's going to be like, I know things have been different since mom. And then Victor's going to go, yeah, I know, baby. I know. Yeah, baby, I did. I did have a heart attack. <laughs> Uh, and like, where's Corey? Where's Chelsea? I wonder. Th- I'm sure they'll address Chelsea because Annalise was on the show previously. I don't know in light of recent allegations yeah. if they will address Corey. They'll for sure. They'll for sure address where the original cast went from Raven's home. Yeah, they're gonna because there's no to. way they can't. They probably won't address Corey. I mean, that first scene shows her getting like in a cab. Yeah. So, or so, I don't. I just don't know if like the it's gonna open on like Raven as normal, and then her getting the news and leaving, and then we go from there. Maybe it may have started like she was. She isn't planning on staying, and then she ends up staying. I mean, I guess yeah. you can chalk it up to since she's moving back to San Francisco, one child wants to live with the dad, and the other child wants to live with the mom. Yeah, and then Chelsea isn't has her own life and then the neighbor stays where she is. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to get any more like old teachers. I don't know. Senorita Rodriguez. I know you hope for it. Mrs. Applebaum. Mr. Petticelli. The art teacher that Cindy Lauper played, whose name escapes me. Because I can already tell you there's going to be an episode where an old teacher who did not like Raven gives Booker an F for no reason. And Raven goes into the school and she's like, Mr. Petticelli. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, you had a a bit of news. Yeah, you have a bit of a story. So Disney, uh, Disney Parks announced today Story Living by Disney. New business to develop residential communities. So basically, Disney is about to start developing like live in communities that are like kind of maybe themed around Disney, I think. Um, What did they said? They said other locales in the U.S. are under exploration. They have one right now that they're focused in the greater Palm Spring area. But Mm -hmm. the thing about this, it says, um, like, quote from the article, at each location, including some neighborhoods for residents ages 55 and up, Disney cast members trained in the company's legendary guest service will operate the community association. Through a club membership, Disney will also provide access to wellness programming, entertainment ranging from live performances to cooking classes, (laughs) philanthropic endeavors, seminars, and much more. So 
The thing that's scary about this to me is that Walt Disney's original version for Epcot before he died was to have, like, Epcot was not supposed to be a theme park. It was supposed to be a city where people lived and, like, everything was self-contained in that city. And Disney was basically going to be able to control every aspect of their lives. So that's what freaks me out. If you want more details on that, go watch uh, Defunct Land's video on YouTube about the original version for Epcot or any of the videos on his channel. I highly recommend his content. But the Disney adults are about to <laughs> wild out. But on a slightly positive note, this could sequester all the Disney adults to their own little place and then they're not uh, menace to the public anymore. Do you think we're Disney adults? No. You, you said no, I mean, no, we, no, no, no. We we do the Disney podcast. There's a difference between people that enjoy Disney as an adult and Disney adults. All right, Disney on a, on, okay. Scary. On a scale of on a scale of one to Disney adults, where do you think we both fall? Like a three. But like, but like, also shout out to all the Disney adults out there who listen. If you do, but also you're scary. Stop it. And speaking of scary... Well, that's all the 401 we have for you. <laughs> well, yeah. But speaking of scary, we have got a Frankenstein of an album here Ugh. for you today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so We are returning to the world of Disney Mania to cover <laughs> Disney Mania 4. Yes. Previously, we, re- we covered Disney Mania 3 a while back. And so there's so many Disney Manias... So little time that we thought it would be the perfect time to revisit another one of Disney Mania's finest, question mark, with Disney Big question mark. Disney Mania 4. <laughs> so uh, Disney Mania 4 came out April 4th, 2006. Cur- the album became the second highest peaking album in the series behind Disney Mania 5, which debuted and peaked at number 14. This... Disney Mania 5 is the best seller? Mm-hmm. Number 14. That's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> well, we're not talking about Disney Mania 5. I know. We're talking about the cousin, Disney Mania 4. So Disney Mania 4 peaked at number 15 on the Billboard 200 and it was certified gold. Today, the album has sold over 717,000 copies. Apparently, the album is considered to be the second best of the series. The first being the original oh. Disney Mania. And what's... Cool. What's a cool fact about Disney Mania 4? This is kind of the album debut of many Disney Channel stars like Miley Cyrus and like Ashley Tisdale. Oh, interesting. And like the Jonas Brothers. This was kind of their first thing with Disney yes. albums. So, what is your history with Disney Mania 4? I. So I, I've said this before. The only one I owned on CD and like actively listened to was Disney Mania 5. I definitely have heard a few of these songs before. Yeah. Um, but I will say, so Disney Mania 3 and Disney Mania 5 seem to be all pretty well-known songs for the most part. Disney Mania 4 is like the deep cuts. Like these songs are from the most bizarre-ass movies. Yeah. Disney Mania 4 is the most kids bop take of the Disney manias that I remember. I was listening to them and I'm like, what is this? I did not like, it just felt like everything was just karaoke night. 
Yeah, and some of these I had to Google, like, what movie is this even from? Right. And so no idea. Of course, like we did when we did did Disney Mania 3, we're going to go track by track and give you the review. And it's just, I was listening to it. It is all over the place. Okay, I'm just going to say, this album was awful. It was awful. I was like, oh. There's. There's one song on here that I really, really like. Okay, yes. There's one song, and I'm wondering if it's the same, but let's not reveal it until we I'm get sure to it. I'm sure it is. Um, oh, no, actually, there's there's two. There's two. Before we get started going into deep dives, I just want to say that it's just interesting that, like I said before, this was kind of the first introduction of Miley Cyrus, Jonas Brothers, Ashley Tisdale on, like, a Disney album, right? Yeah. And it's just funny because all the... All the, all the advertising for it. Like, the cover of Disney Mania does not have a picture of the Jonas Brothers or Miley Cyrus. It just has yep. their names on it. The commercial for Disney Mania 4. Did I say new the commercial that would play on TV? Yeah, you did. Has no mention of Miley Cyrus or the Jonas Brothers. Which that commercial gave me three in the morning jump scare infomercial. It's vibes. very like, call now <laughs> to get your... To get yeah, your... it's very much like... When you fall asleep and you wake up to Celine Dion being like, right. yeah, and Imagine. like, and the music videos are playing, and it's like an ending credit of all the all the listeners. Yeah, which is but also very kids. I just I just thought it was funny that the people that they didn't advertise were the people that are the most successful and are still yeah. in the music business. Weird. I just thought that was well. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I'm like, yeah. you have you have Annalisa Vanderpool on the cover, and then you have Miley Cyrus. Like, you have to look at her name with a microscope. <laughs> you know? I'm like, isn't that Miley Cyrus? Uh, no, B5 got top billing. Like, <laughs> like B5, be who? <laughs> Move over, Miley Cyrus. Move over, Miley it's Cyrus. It's B5 and Teddy Geiger. It's B5 time. <laughs> what? Al- I mean, what? really, what can you ask for with Disney Mania? What other album has Miley Cyrus and the Bahamut on it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's get into it because the title track is something that we have talked about before, way, way back. Way when, like when one of our about, like fourth episodes. Yeah, when we talked about Disney Channel uh, Circle of Stars, Circle of Stars, and Friends for Change. Which go back and listen to that episode, Smoke Circle of Stars. It was a fun one. It's a good but, one, but we still need to touch on it. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, a dream a- is a wish your heart makes. With, from Cinderella, the Disney Channel Circle of Stars, yes. and that includes the stars of The Sweet Life, Proud Family, Field of Future, That's a Raven. Am I forgetting anyone? Um, I don't think so. No. This was the one that I said felt like just a mishmash of the most random people in a room together. Well, you have the vets. You have the you have the veterans. That's Raven cast. Yeah, with you the newbies do. with the Sweet Life cast, and. I mean, Orlando Brown is giving his all uh, vocal wise in this one. He shoves everyone else out of the in way. In the music to video, part. He, there's a part where he shoves <laughs> the actress who plays Pim from Feel the Future, and she's like, oh, sorry. Well, this version is at least better than the version of Dream is a Wish a Heart Makes that was on Disney Mania 3, which I remember being a big fat snooze. Which was who? I don't even remember the name. It was not a name I knew. It was just very much like a slow. We said this on the Disney Mania 3 and, like, beat it to death that so many of them were just covers and they didn't add a twist at all. Yeah. 
Which is kind of, that's always boring. That's the thing with Disney Mania. You don't want to add so much of a twist that it sucks. And you're like, what is this? But you don't want it, but you want it to be similar enough where you're like, oh yeah. And the songs that you remember from Disney Mania, I think, I guess you want, you don't want like a cringy twist. No. Because there are a lot of cringy twists. They're like, did we need this to be a hard rock song? (laughs) um uh this song is also not as it's a little but not nearly as much as another track on this album so i mean i think i mean this is the introduction of ashley tisdale to the disney family and so she's featured i mean i i just don't like ashley tisdale's voice in this you can tell who was like they wanted to sing the majority of the track was raven raven Ali Mashaka. Yeah. And then you have like 1.5 millisecond of the Sprouse twins and doing a little squeak and, and Raviv Ullman. (laughs) The girl who played Pim gave a good take on her line. She sounded good. Yeah. I mean, Raven just just, every time Raven is on a song, I feel like she's like, if I don't have the first line, I'm not doing it. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, this is like an iconic Disney Channel moment. Yeah. Is a dream of which your heart makes. And I think it's a good song to start Disney Mania off with because you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's here. So, I mean, yeah, we talked about it a lot. We did like a more in-depth look at it in our previous episode. So that's just like, we just want you guys to listen to those as well. But yeah, we like really like discussed the music video and all that. But yeah. overall, so I th- this one is overall. I good. think I think this is like the right the balance you want for a Disney Mania track. Where you're like, it's similar yeah. enough. It sounds kind of like how it would sound in a movie, but it's different enough where it's. And I think it's always a killer, cool thing when the Disney Channel stars got to flex their singing muscles. Is that the one song that you liked? No. Okay. I'll, I'll mention it when we get to it. I It'll probably be the same one then. I wonder. So next we go to Miley Cyrus's cover of Zippity Doodah. <sighs> okay. 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 Where do I begin with so this? So this is not what I expected from Miley. I would expect like. More, something more along the lines of Allie and AJ's cover of this from Disney Mania 3. This, I cannot believe this it's is the- It's a swing f- ballad. I cannot believe this is the <laughs> first entry in the world of Miley Cyrus and Disney. Horrible. It's not horrible. She's Becca. doing, vocally, it's not horrible. She's doing a good job. This was a snooze, snooze alert, snooze no, alert. No, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that she didn't do a bad job. She was, it's just, one, she sounds 10, which she probably was. And two, um, there's, she does these ad libs that she did in Hannah Montana where, well, it was, she was like singing Zippity Doo. She'd be like, yeah, what a great day we're having. I'm like, oh God. I'm pretty sure the laugh that they edited in was the laugh from the end of the Hannah Montana theme song. It's so bad. It sounded exactly the same. It's just a bad version. It's slow. Yeah, it's not, it's not what, what you we're expect from Zippy Doodah or Miley. Yeah, and it's just weird 
like I'm, I just want to know, like, do they get? I, I think I asked this question when we did it when we did Disney Mania three. Do they get to pick the song? Does the record company say, okay, these are the songs we're doing, first come, first serve? Do they get to pick kind of the direction? Just, I texted Becca and I said, whoever made Miley do this needs to hide because <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> after them. I'm coming for you. I'm. You hear? Okay, listen up. <laughs> if you produce the track number number two track from Disney Mania Four, Zippity Doo sung by Miley Cyrus, I'm coming for you, and you better run. You better run as fast as you can. Not Miley Cyrus stuck the landing when she left Disney, but she stumbled in, into the world with this one. Oh. So yeah. any it's a bore. It's it, definitely a it's bore. It's a bowl. It's a bowl. That's what I'll say about it. Well, let's zip it on over into the next track. If it, I never knew you by the Cheetah Girls Sans Raven. From Pocahontas. Which okay. this is kind of where we start to venture into the deep cut territory. I know like Pocahontas is a film everybody knows, but this is not the song everybody knows from well, Pocahontas. Well, one, it's a deleted song from Pocahontas. Oop! <laughs> so. They they were like, we're four Disney manias in and we are reaching. We're, I mean, cut to like one of the last Disney manias. They start doing songs from High School Musical. So, you know it's yeah. bad when you have to go through the archives of something that wasn't even in the original movie. Uh, did you watch the music video for this? Yeah, you did. You I, sent it to me. I remember the music video for this. They are giving Dream Girls Club. So, like, they're all in white dresses, standing on microphones. I remember this music video. Around. They're, like, at a club. And it's very, like, 70s. 70s, like, style. Yeah. And... <laughs> The best part is, of course, Cheetah Girls being the Cheetah Girls, you can't you can't forget that they're Cheetah Girls. Is they're sitting at a, in, at a table with a tablecloth that's just Cheetah tablecloth. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah, and uh, Keely Williams leads us in. Which yeah, she's in the I, middle. Yeah, I think it's a bold move to not have adrian start the song but okay so what did you think of the 70s disco take of if i never knew you um <laughs> exactly i said i just don't understand we're children why do we need a disco donna summers thing going on yeah. and then the music video <laughs> looks like a cheap version of someone's dad videotaping someone's like cotillion and they're all like dancing and you could tell they're all fake laughing and having a great time oh yeah well the shots of everybody dancing and then cutting to them in these like nice white dresses in front of these microphones like that was juxtaposed very strangely i mean vocally a lot of big words this episode i know (laughs) sorry vocally everyone sounds great yeah. You get to hear more of Sabrina Bryant since she's since Raven's not there. The Like Keely can have some rough lines and she doesn't she doesn't fumble here. Yeah, I mean I think it's when you think of the Cheetah Girls in the movies, you really only hear Raven and Adrian, I think. Yeah. And then Sabrina and Keely kinda get two or three lines. But in this one it's spread out a little more evenly. Um I mean this one's like very much like a pump up the jam. Pump yeah. up the jam. It's it's fine. There's nothing like really wrong with it, but the problem with making really slow songs into like fast dance songs is you have 
the battle of sometimes it sounds like someone pressed fast forward and mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> and it sounds like they're singing really fast and this is one of those songs that it sounds like and one you can kind of hear in the lyrics that oh this is supposed to be sung by Pocahontas and the guy and they're talking about their different views yeah and I'm like oh <laughs> oh oh so yeah that's the thing with this song it sounds like someone put the fast forward on and everyone's like yeah but I do remember that eventually during I think I think it was after this that um they reanimated the deleted song and put it in a special edition of Pocahontas it wouldn't surprise me. So now you can like actually see the version. But before this, it was just the Cheetah Girl sing a deleted version of the Pocahontas song. <laughs> I'm like, huh? Uh, okay. Yeah, we're we're in the reach territory now. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> Come we are on. reaching we are reaching deep with our next one if we're done talking about this one. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. Okay, we're reaching deep with a song that I know from my Disney sing-along VHS tapes from way back in the day. Um, Yeah. It is B5's cover of Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf from The Three Little Pigs. Like the short, not even a movie. The short, yeah. The short, like I, the short. Which that song pretty much is just a chorus. Yeah, and it's literally like the pigs singing and dancing in their house and playing the piano. And they're like, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? The big bad wolf. So B5, uh, who famously covered Get Your Head in the Game, the game. The bonus track on High School Musical, I've never been a fan of. Get your, I don't get really your like the their spin on things. Um, and they're rapping in this. They say piggy wigs, <laughs> <laughs> which I hated. <laughs> And then they also say something about how one of the pigs didn't give three figs, which I was like, is that supposed to mean he didn't give three figs? <laughs> hey, diddle, diddle. He played on his fiddle. And this music video is so odd, too, because it's just them in front of like five mics with footage of the three little pigs in the background. And then all of a sudden, it's a steampunk moment. <laughs> Again, <laughs> they're this... all in like suits and it's sepia tone. <laughs> this is when I have to wonder. B5 gets plucked out of obscurity from Disney. They're on the High School Musical soundtrack. They get invited to Disney Mania. They're like, oh my gosh, like we get to sing something the Beauty and the Beast, maybe Tarzan, ooh, uh, a rap spin on the Hercules. And then the Disney execs go, um, you're going to sing Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf from The, th- the Three Little Pigs. <laughs> and they're like, huh? Oh. You give us a song I... that's 30 seconds and we have to make it. And I... Three I minutes and thirty seconds. This track was laid before high school. Their um, their take on the High School Musical soundtrack. You think? I I said I wonder. Uh, I don't it know. says it was reco- recorded between oh five and oh six. It it was released April fourth, two thousand six, and High School Musical came out in January. So okay. it may have so... been around the same time. Definitely could have definitely overlap, if not yeah. right after. Well, I don't think B5, like, ever really did anything else either, so... I just don't... The rap sounded like something I could make up, and that's not saying something. No. It was rough. It was so cringy. It's like, hey, again, hey, diddle diddle, he played on his fiddle. It's... And there's another rap song that we're going to get into... Hold on, I want to. I'm gonna look up even more lyrics. This is some of the, the rap 
for The Three Little Pigs by B5. Came the day when fated frown and the whole wolf blew into town. With a gruff puff puff, he puffed just enough and the hay house fell right down. Blew it, blew it down. One and two were scared to death of the big bad wolf's of the big bad wolfie's breath. By the hair of your chinny chin chin, I blow you in. And the hay house answered yes. Huh? We ain't afraid of nothing. We ain't afraid. Yeah, that's what they said. When? Okay, I have to know the date of when this short came out. Oh. The song, Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? <laughs> Dang. 1933. Like, yeah, I was going to say it's from like the 30s or the 40s. They did, they did B five wrong. Wrong, I say. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Oh, uh, Disney Recordings produced a re-recording song in nineteen fifty eight. So yeah, nineteen fifty five. Pour one All out. Right. Pour one out well, for B five, because <laughs> they they went through a lot for Disney Mania for. Okay, this this next one I don't want to talk about for very long. No, because again. I'm they had, furious. They had to reach so, a quota. It's Reflection by Christina Aguilera, which is a cover of Reflection from Mulan that appears on other compilations. Like in the 90s, Disney would do like radio versions of Disney songs. Like there's a there's a radio version of A Whole New yeah. World with Celine Dion, Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion, and then they for Reflection for the original Is that release what this of was for? for the original release of Mulan in 1997, Christina Aguilera did it, and so for some okay. reason, we have a club remix <laughs> of the original recording. Ooh, which I think this cover, like when I think reflection, I don't think of the one from the movie. I think of Christina's version because yeah. that's what I grew up on. And at some point, we'll have to talk about the CD Disney Girls Rock because that was like the compilation that I clung to with my life, but. It started, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, oh, reflection. And then it's just like, But I want to say, I want to say that they included reflection by Christina Aguilera in the very first Disney Mania. They did? I want to say that is correct. Let me me make sure. Yes. They put... They put reflection on Dis- on the first Disney Mania that came out in 2002. So I don't understand. Horrible. Was there a they re-release? They were so out of ideas that they just slapped an oons oons on a song that they had already released multiple yeah. times. I don't understand. My God. Who is saying that this is the second best Disney Mania? Because I'm going to come for them. Not me. My favorite. It's, it's not us. My favorites are... Three, and I think five. Yeah. And then after that, I don't really remember them all. But that's that's all I have to say about that. Absolute bastardization. Well, it's like, it's, <laughs> this is the movie. definition of copy and paste. We have to fill the, the word requirement. Yeah. And this is plagiarism, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> there, I said it. All right. Well, I get to breathe for a while because we're going into the one song that I really like. Okay, this is the song I liked. I'll try by my boo-boo Jesse McCourtney. From uh, Peter Pan and Return to Neverland. Which, so, this is kind of where the films start being like... What? Yeah, again, 
now we're now we're doing sequels, which I can dig it. I don't even think that movie came out in theaters. Yeah, it did. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm, I saw it in theaters. I had a I had a happy meal toy from it, but <gasps> so I never did saw I. the movie. The photo of Jesse McCartney that they chose for the cover of Disney Mania for though is an iconic photo of him. Where he's in that like white button down <laughs> shirt and he's grabbing at his blonde hair and it's like a close up on his arm. Oh my god. From the beautiful soul. You need days. help. I've Just I've kidding. been on a big I've been back on a big Jesse McCartney kick this past week, actually, like, listening well, to this stuff, so. I remember thinking, this is, like, one of the best songs of all time. <laughs> I remember thinking, wrong. this is, like, one of the best covers of all time. You're not wrong. Like, I want to sing this in karaoke. Like, I remember, because the version in the movie is sung by a woman. And Okay, bold move, Jesse. And the context is... Jane, Wendy's daughter, doesn't believe in all these things that her mom, that that Wendy is telling her. She's like, yeah. I'm an old, I don't want to be a, a child anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she got a cockney accent? Yep, in my, in my head she does. So, <laughs> I, this song can get you. If you're feeling, can. if you're feeling like, what am I doing with my life? I'm, yeah. Which not saying one of our, that, not saying that's me at dear, all. But. One of our dear friends and former podcast guest Mary Elizabeth Roberts has admitted to crying to this song many a time. I mean, I I think everyone yeah. should give a good. Cry I mean, to you it. don't even need the context of it to get like a little emotional from it. It's just yeah. it's really well done. I mean, it's just a it's a song that's like I'm getting older and I just don't believe in some of the yeah. stuff when I was a kid and that's scary and not me getting emotional already about it, but. <laughs> Jesse, yeah. you, you hit it out of the park, sir. You hit it out of the park. So, solid contributions. I think this is definitely his best contribution to... I mean, Right, this is and, like it's, and this is like one where it's... it's song. This is his second uh, Peter Pan song. Because he was on Disney Mania 2, and he oh, sang yeah. Second Star of the Right. I just think... And this is where it's like... It stays pretty... I mean, if, if a song's good by itself... Then you can you don't really have to change it up that much, and this would be a weird song to do like a club remix. Oh my god, I would have wretched. Talk about crying in the club. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. I I really love it. Yeah, I did too. Good job, so Jesse. We're gonna. I liked this one, and I can already tell that you did not. But I am always the Everlife apologist. <laughs> Everlife comes back with another Phil Collins song. Why? And it's Look Through My Eyes from Brother Bear, which which I I was like, Brother Bear? Which I don't remember that song in Brother Bear. Oh, I do. And it rips. I remember, like, in a bad way or good (laughs) way? It's good. Um, Like, in a good way or a bad way? I I liked this version of it until it got to like the techno breakdown in the bridge and then I was off. But I I mean I like other songs by Everlife and I thought that this was fine. I mean Phil Collins is obviously I don't know. Phil Collins always has that thing where he goes so hard on Disney soundtracks and especially for Brother Bear. I was like, "Why? <laughs> Brother Bear is not that good." Like that's my take. I don't think it's very good. I mean Last time they did a Phil Collins song, I wanted to You stop. hated it. I hated it. Well, this one because this one is more it's almost just a basic like one-to-one cover like they don't 
change that. Yeah, I think I wasn't really like, obviously I was not excited when I saw yeah. that Everlife was again touching <laughs> Phil Collins when I specifically told them to stop. We named our <laughs> Disney Mania 3 episode after. <laughs> and they didn't that. listen. They didn't listen at all. Um, I mean, Brother Bear isn't as memorable song-wise to me as Tarzan no. was. Oh, so no, I think what close. I think what helped that I didn't remember the song at all. And listening to it, I was like, okay, you go, girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically, I mean, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's the only Everlife song. I mean, Everlife for a while was everywhere. <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. Uh, I've said this before, but Go Figure from Go Figure. They disbanded in 2013. Oh, wow. They contributed. I'm, now I'm just talking about Everlife. They contributed <laughs> songs to 12 Disney compilation albums. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, gosh. Get on those compilations. Disney Mania 5. Mm-hmm. Oh, 4. That's mm-hmm. a Raven soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Disney Mania 3. Disney Girls Rock better be on that list. Um, the Hannah Montana soundtrack. I don't understand Everlife in the Disney world. Definitely, like, Why? we were trying to... Well, it's definitely like it just didn't hit. They're definitely like one of those artists that like trying to make happen, <laughs> and it just didn't. Yeah, yeah. It I just understand. didn't. It just didn't hit for some like, reason. Like I only know them from Disney compilation albums. Yeah, I'm it's like sure everyone else would say the same. I would say like artists that Disney took under their wing, even though he yeah. doesn't like to admit it. Jesse McCartney. Oh yeah. You can be like Jesse McCartney. But Jesse and then, McCartney, and then, and then below that was a Jordan Pruitt. And yeah. then below you that can... is Everlife. I feel like you can separate Jesse McCartney from Disney and it like works either way. But like artists like maybe Jordan Pruitt or Everlife, it's like, who are you? As an artist, like who are you? <laughs> right. I was like, I only know you from Disney Okay, this is the thing. If I only know you from Disney compilation albums, there's right. something that there was something that wasn't clicking. <laughs> All right. You know? Well, that's all I really have to say about that one as well. Yeah. So we are moving on to this song is a huge reach. Um, Annalise Vanderpool covering Candle on the Water from Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up because I was like, what in hell's movie is this from? Uh, and this was originally going to be the only song in the movie Pete's Dragon. Mm-hmm. But it was met with such a claim that they t- ended up turning the whole thing into a musical. Oh, really? Yes. Um, yeah, Peace Dragon came out in 1977. And so, it is a trippy, like, <laughs> yeah. you can tell it came out in the 70s. So, Annalise, this is what I this is what I know happened with Annalise in the recording studio. They said, hey, Annalise, we want you to do, like, a pop rock version of, like, Hi-Ho by the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Or something like that. A rock pop version of Hi Ho, it's off to work we go. <laughs> and Annalise was like <laughs> And Annalise said, Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a Broadway girl. I need a Broadway song. I need a classic musical theater song. I don't want to do pop rock. Can I do something from my repertoire? And they said, Okay, is it Disney? She had this in her book. <laughs> yeah. And they said she's like, Yes. It's Candle in the Water by Pete's Dragon. And they, I mean, she said, "And she said, Maestro, hit it. It's good. I mean, it's it's giving what Annalise needs for her voice, which is Broadway. Yeah, 
like classic slow musical ballad yeah, background vocals from her as well an Annalise belt yeah it's, but it's, it's just it's not like it's not that memorable no i mean i think with disney they would try to make everyone like pop rock and Annalise Vanderpool's voice you can't really do that well because it's mean, so over it and oh I can't wait to talk about Stuck in the Suburbs and the soundtrack of it all. I feel like whenever we do that, we're going to have to have separate episodes for the movie and for this. And <laughs> I think so, too. I guess Stuck in the Suburbs week. Anyway. Yeah. And I think I, I, if I know Annalise, like I know Annalise, she stuck to her guns. She did. Because I can tell you, the Disney executives were not like, hey, let's get a song from a 70s movie. A live action no. movie that has a cartoon dragon. Definitely. They're not, not going to do that. She had this in her book already and she flipped the page in her binder and handed it to the accompanist. And that was that. Yeah. Like there's older Disney. <laughs> there's oh, right. There's older Disney movies on here, but they're, they're like the big Disney movies, like the big guns. Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one's going to be like, <laughs> no eight year old turn to their mom or dad and be like, Oh my gosh, Dad, we have to get this album Candle on the Water by Annalise Vanderpool. I had to look it up. There's no way that any child at that time was knowing what was going on with that. I wish, I hope some. If anyone's listening and you go back in your mind, you remember jamming out to Candle on the Water? <laughs> Please let us know. Please. Because <laughs> I need to know your background. All right. <laughs> Well, next up, I think this one is also going to be just kind of a one and done. Uh, You'll be in my heart by Teddy Geiger, which I thought was John Mayer at first. Uh, it 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 basically is just a cover of "You'll Be in My Heart" that doesn't change anything. Yeah, I don't remember Teddy Geiger that well. I remember the name, and Teddy Geiger is um, a trans icon, so that's cool. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember anything about... From what I remember, because I, I looked Teddy Geiger up, back in the day, if I would compare Teddy Geiger now, it'd be like John Mayer met Sean Mendes type deal. Yeah. So that's what this was going for. Because I legit thought it was John Mayer. And I said, how'd they get John Mayer on this? <laughs> Fathers, be good to your Disney mania too. But that's... That's really all I have to say about it. Right. There's not it's like, at anything least of note. Now, people are going to be like, Hunter, 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 you went so hard on Everlife covering Tarzan. Yeah, where, where, they, where's some of that hate from Teddy? I'm like, you know what? They changed the song. They changed though. it up too Teddy much. just sings the song and just, it's it's basically like a one for one. It's the same right. thing. So all the, all the Geiger fans, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> okay. This next one. I hated so much. (laughs) Uh, And I don't really like this song to begin with. It is Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me by the Jonas Brothers. Another one of, they didn't know it at the time, but what would become one of their biggest moneymakers, the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) Horrible, horrible introduction to the Disney family. Absolutely atrocious. And I don't even like, like when I go on Pirates, like the ride, by the time I've been in there for a minute, I'm already annoyed by the song. So this is when the Jonas Brothers were... Like <laughs> punk? pop punk. Yeah. Like, and so you just get that. 
I do. Their I voices think, do not work with a song like this. Is this the? Well, this is the thing when you take a song that is only supposed to be thirty seconds and try to stretch it out for three minutes, like yeah, like uh the Little Pig song. And just let's just thank our lucky stars that the Jonas Brothers weren't covering It's a Small World after all. Me, Hardy's yo ho. At one point, like in the bridge of this, there's like a shouting breakdown where it's just people yelling over each other. It was like, it was so bad. Do you think they like were like embarrassed that they had to do do this? Okay, yes. I have a theory that the Jonas Brothers want this wiped from the face of the earth because it's one of the tracks that's not on Spotify. Uh-huh. Like, it's listed, but you can't play it. And if you look it up, like, it's hard to find unless it's in bad quality audio, like, YouTube videos. So I feel like the Jonas Brothers were like, get this out of here. Like, the Pirate's Life is not for me. Ugh. What? Okay. Blech. So this is, like, one of the... You can say it's from the movie, but no, this... I don't remember this song being in the movies. This song is from the theme park. They very briefly at the beginning of the first one, the young Kira Knightley sings it for like two seconds. Yeah, but it's not like a full musical number. No, it's the little snippet from the ride and that's it. So what other ride, what other Disney park songs do you think should have been in Disney Mania that would have fit better? Because so far we have Yoho Pirates Like For Me. And we have that Small World rap, which I also have to bring back up in a little bit. What's the song from Haunted Mansion? Did that ever happen? Oh, Grim Grinning Ghosts? Yeah. Um, there was one on that VHS of the like the Disney parks where it's like Well, I'm, you know no, what I'm oh, talking about. No, I'm wondering like a Disney life. Mania. Did like they yeah. get did they get like Brenda's so. song? <laughs> hey Brenda, can oh, you sing this song from Haunted Mansion, please? <laughs> no, I don't think that ever happened. Grim Grinning about to socialize. Yeah, I know it. I'm a fan. <sighs> Who would okay? No, it's a good. Song. Uh, if if not Brenda Song, which Disney star should have covered Haunted Mansion? Somebody that's more like pop <gasps> Bil- punk. Billy Ray Cyrus. No. Going to go to the butt to socialize. Why Please was stop. why was Kim Rhodes never invited on a Disney Mania? Because she can't sing that well. <sighs> <laughs> She's like a C level hotel lounge singer, barely. Carrie Martin is, but Kim Rhodes is. I don't like. Okay, you're you're allowing B five, but not Kim Rhodes. I I expressed my disdain for B five earlier. Okay, but in a perfect world, say you're not the Disney executive. <laughs> Another Disney executive said we need Kim on here. What what would she sing? Uh, something with a little bit of snap to it. Hmm. <gasps> Wait. I won't say I'm in love from her Hercules. Oh, yeah, that'd be cute. <laughs> See, I'm changing your mind. <laughs> Wait, I need that. If well, Why didn't any of the Disney adults get on there? Do we have anything else to say about Yoho? Yo, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is Someday My Prince Will Come by Ashley Tisdale. Yet another song that does not work with her voice. Yes. And I think Ashley's voice works best in like upbeat pop or like quirky musical, like high school musical musical, not mm-hmm. like long. And then the editing on this one is also so cringy. 
and she whispers at some point. Ew, I hated that. That was bad. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Just kiss. <laughs> Ew, it was so eewee. <laughs> um, did you know who sang the male part? No. Drew Seeley. Drew, again, with the uncredited. <laughs> So yeah, he he was because I said, "Is that Drew Seeley?" And then I did a little Google schmoogle. Well, they put Drew Seeley on um, uh, Disney Mania Five, and they gave him the only song that I pretty regularly skipped on it. So. What song? Find yourself from Cars, and it's the very last track on <laughs> Disney Mania Five. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Literally the yeah. end credits song from Cars. I will have to say, I think <laughs> Ashley Tisdale. The older she gets, and the more in the music realm. Because I'm going to tell you, Ashley Tisdale singing Someday My Prince Will Come, she went through a lot of training before she came out with He Said, She Said. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't dislike Ashley Tisdale's voice on the whole. I just don't like it in this song. Like, this style is not it. Well, Ashley Tisdale has one of those things where, if not careful, she sounds very nasally. Yep. A lot of the time. (laughs) Yep. And this is one of those moments. And the minute it started, I said, oh, boy, (laughs) we're in for a ride, huh? We are in for a ride. But, I mean, it's fun to see Ashley, Miley, Jonas Brothers, like, how they, like, their first big entry in the Disney. I wouldn't call it fun. I mean, it's not fun, (laughs) but it's like, oh, this is. interesting. You're growing. Yeah. You're growing, and that's all you can do. You can like, you can only grow put, Play Miley's cover of Zippity Doodah, and then play a song from Plastic Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> the Whiplash. The Whiplash. The Zippity Your neck whiplash. might fall off. If you get Whiplash, don't sue us. We're not liable for that. Right. Um. Anything else on that one? I mean, I think this from this movie, Snow White. The song was what, fifty forty seconds, I think. Yeah. And that's what I think. Like, the <sighs> Disney Mania is a good idea, but then they pick songs that are, like, 30 seconds from a movie. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we, well, we got to fill out, like, three minutes. Of... And so <laughs> then you just get a lot of, like, instrumental versions and people going, yeah, someday my prince will come. <laughs> he will. I'm sure it. of it. You're like, actually, no, I sent him in the wrong direction because you scare him. <laughs> Well, speaking of the wrong direction, I think somebody went in the wrong direction with this next cover. Um, and as the Jump 5 Hawaiian roller coaster ride stand that you are, I'm sure this one upset you as well. The Bahamen with Bahamen roller coaster ride. And I feel like by the time this song came out, the era of the Bahamen was pretty much over. Way over. <laughs> like they had like 2000, 2001 in a chokehold. Yeah. But then. After that, you just hear who let the dogs out at parties and <laughs> at the bowling I mean, alley. When the first ride cover the wave, when, <laughs> when the first cover <laughs> is Hawaiian roller coaster ride is performed by Jump Vibe, and they freaking kill it. How dare you? The second release of Disney Mania, you put another cover of Hawaiian roller coaster ride. That's another thing. With Disney Mania. Sometimes they yeah. don't... They put the same covers back to back. And of course, mm-hmm. it's like a couple years in between releases, but still. Yeah. The people who want to listen to them in order. I mean, 
Yeah, and this they change a bunch of the lyrics, like they change a bunch of the surfboard references to jet ski. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? What? I don't know. Like this song, the vibe of this song to me feels like the person who in elementary school went to the Bahamas on spring break, and they come back on the first day with like all those beads in their hair and a t-shirt and a bad tan. Yeah, that's who this song is for. And they're like, "Wow, you went to Hawaii, didn't you?" They're like, no, <laughs> I didn't. Ugh, really. it was. I didn't like it. No. And <laughs> in in the name of Jump 5, I don't acknowledge this. I rebuke I you. Will. I rebuke you. That's all, that, that's all that is to it. All right. Well, next is Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Return to Halloween Town star Sarah Paxton. So. This is okay. Sarah Paxton is already creeping in in the Disney world. <laughs> Well, this was the same year that Return to Halloween Town came out as well that they put this out. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. dang! Do you think Kimberly Kimberly J. Brown was on deck to sing this too? <laughs> and Sarah Paxton kicked her out. Kimberly J. Brown's well, not I a don't. I, I don't think a lot of people who did Disney Mania are singers. That's very true. Um, the only big issue I had with this was that she changed "It's Enough" for this Restless Wanderer to "Warrior," which I was like, "What? That didn't what?" I think turning a slow song into a rock anthem is not good. Yeah. Well, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is just such a freaking iconic song. Like, anything from The Lion King is basically like, you don't touch that. Yeah. You, you, like, I, you can I hate, cover it, but you can't touch it. I don't want to sound like contradictory because I'm like, you have to make it different enough. But sometimes the songs are just that good. They just got to. Yeah. Unless unless you find such a better way to sing it, a la when we get to it, Kiss the Girl, Ashley Tisdale's version. Oh, absolutely like, amazing. Yeah. That's such then a good one. You just have to really like know, oh, this is going to, we're going to change it up so much that. Yeah. I don't know. And I think, because Can You Feel the Love Tonight, you can take it out of the movie without. Yeah. Without and context and time, still enjoy but... it, um, and it doesn't sound like charactery, if that makes sense. Yeah, that people already have it as like a pop song in their head. That when you change it to hard rock, there's an electric guitar and the amp is turned up. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean she sounds fine, but it's just eh. exactly. Eh. I'm not feeling the love tonight. No, I feel like I'm on American Idol. Like oh getting good jigs. Okay, we have to. Oh, I'm already sick <laughs> talking about this next one. <laughs> well, super Cali, one. super Cali boy OB version by Orlando Brown, which um, he went on Disney 411 to do this, and he said <laughs> when he's talking, which I person, did not said, believe. I did not believe. He said Disney Mania four. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but then he also said. That this was the first Disney classic ever turned into a rap, which is not true because we have the Small World rap on Disney Mania three, <laughs> and this is awful as well. Orlando Brown also said that he grew up listening and dancing to Mary Poppins, which I don't believe that. I believe they're like <laughs> Orlando. We want you to be on Disney Mania. Can you rap for us? Here's a rap remix. And why was? Orlando, the only one featured on that Disney 4-on-1. I know. 365 or whatever. 
And in the and they're like taking a break from shooting Nats or Raven. We find Orlando <laughs> Brown shooting hoops. And all he does is like throw basketball shots and talk about this, which this is not a cover of Supercalifragilistic. It uses the um did a little little um did a lie part as a sample, which was loathsome. Yeah. Um and then Orlando raps over this, and this sounds like they gave him the contract and they were like, you have to use as many Disney terms, <laughs> as many Disney words as you can. Yeah. He, he name drops Mickey Mouse and Fantasia and Walt Disney and Disney World. Like it is like being punched in the face. It's Disney synergy. Being listening to this song is like being punched in the face. By Orlando Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Um, it hurts, yeah. man. I hated it. No, I mean, I don't like the, the, the 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 song title itself, Super Cali Boyob, whatever it's called. Well, version. boy, yeah, Boyob, and he was like oh, the OB is for Orlando Brown because he was proud of that. Like he wanted to oh. put a stamp on this. So yeah, let me OB just... is Orlando Brown. So let me just hit you with some of the opening track. <laughs> Ready? I sing glory to the patient because my lyrics like emancipation. <laughs> my <laughs> my lyrical genius is true to the youth nation. Motivation, I'm sick of waiting. Super califragilistic expialidocious, because I feel so amazing. Thanks to Marco G, this track's blazing. Floating I'm like sick. a Mary Poppins on the pavement. <laughs> cruising cruising in my nice ride. Look at how the ice shines. Super Cali, what say it twice, and you might fly. What is Copy it? that. That is all nonsense. That is all absolute nonsense. Wait, it says, and don't talk back to your parents. No, you better not pout. Love's about feeling good like Mickey Mouse. Okay. Also, the thing with these Disney rap remixes is that the first verse is like the rapper does some flow. And then the second verse is like, but y'all like be good and like love each other. Yeah. But then also this one, just like the amount of Disney terms that he dropped, it just felt slimy to me. Like it feels like a product. I mean, it says Disney, sweet, safe, and magnificent. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he, he closes it with, Obi's out. <laughs> and don't come back. The door don't will come. be closed. We're shutting you. the door on you, Obi. <laughs> We're closing. We're closing um, up shop. We're locking the doors and throwing away the key. Did he write this? Yeah, I probably did. They probably gave him some strict guidelines. Well, yeah, they clearly told him he had to drop Mickey Mouse at least five times and... Uh, Orlando, we Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. What can we say about Orlando? I almost wish that they had closed on that instead of what they closed with. Which this is the deepest of the deep cuts. Yeah. This song is called "Monkey's Uncle" from the 1965 live-action comedy film "Monkey's Uncle," which I've never seen. Who has ever heard of that? Me either. Um, and this band was literally created for Disney records as like an, it was Devo 2.0, wasn't it? Yeah. They were created as an off brand of Devo and half the time they didn't even play their own instruments. Like they just got pre-recorded tracks passed down to them and they did stuff. What? Yeah. They were literally created for like to serve Disney records and that was their only purpose. I'm so... What do they think they were serving us? <laughs> I don't know, because this is wretched. And and it's also least... not a song that 
anybody knows. Well, yeah, if you're trying to establish a new group, at least give them like a whole new world or something. Right. Well, maybe not, not that. A monkey. But like, well, something, something that's that, more identifiable. Like, yeah, something that more than one percent of the population has heard before. Because that's the whole fun of Disney Mania is hearing people sing songs you've known forever. And when you and when you have people singing a song from, let's say, Pete's Dragon or let's say Monkey's Uncle, you're like, what is this? Pete's Dragon is slightly less of a reach than Monkey's Uncle because I've at least heard of Pete's Dragon before. But when you were eight? I had heard the name like in passing. I obviously had never seen it. But this? Horrible. They'd be like, all right, and coming up next are B5 with that darn cat from that darn cat. <laughs> and coming up coming up next, we have Phil Lewis singing a song from the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> Not the Tim Allen version, though. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. The one then, from the 60s. And then after that, we have Everlife singing a song from the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> random like the disney and, like live action era that no one pays attention to next, and, don't, and last but not least we have brenda song singing a song from swiss family robinson <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god gosh. that's like you might as well this is so off the rails i need a disney mania live action album and it's just live action songs from like old old movies if they played their cards right something like that could totally slap i mean but (laughs) i think so but but i don't think they would do it now like they don't have the stars to pull it off now no but right yeah that was that was disney mania 4 (sighs) that was rough it was rough. We had one or two bright spots, and then we rolled down that hill so fast. I think, Ugh. I mean, last time we said our favorite ones, so yes. I think we should do that now, but Very brief. I, think it's, I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a dream is a wish your heart makes. Um, I'll try and... Honorable mention to Everlife's cover of Take a Look Through My Eyes because I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. And honorable mention to Annalise for singing The House Down, but not one of my favorite tracks. <laughs> I have it. to say my favorite <laughs> was obviously Jesse McCartney, I'll Try. Yes. Um, The Disney Channel stars Dream Is What Your Heart Makes. I mean, the Cheetah Girls one was fun. It's, it's fine. just I think it's just so weird. Like, let's do a 70s version. Everything other than Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes and I'll Try was either fine or horrid. <laughs> there was yeah. not an in-between. <laughs> so the the critic website All Music did a review about this. Ooh, Let me tell you what they said. Say. If you and your kids want to hear some of the most memorable songs from Disney films, both classic and contemporary, done up in a modern teen pop style, try Disney Mania 4. For instance, Cinderella never sounded so danceable as on the... When some Ashley Tisdale's club-friendly Someday My Prince Will Come. And the rock version of zippity doo by Miley Cyrus will inspire, ma- right. will inspire many a double take. For parents with fond memories of cinematic classics or for tweens with a crush on Teddy Geiger or the Cheetah Girls, here's the disc to bridge the generation gap. What? 
No. So what this it's saying is, the, is this CD would start family fights. I don't think this <laughs> would bring anybody together. Someone's going to be like, Grandpa, you know that song from Pete's Dragon? And he, Grandpa would say, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chelsea from That's Raven is singing it now, and I can't wait to share this memory with you. Okay, I'm putting my dentures in. Get out of my room. Love your gramps. (laughs) (laughs) You're so crazy. And scene. Oh, gosh. So... What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned is if you start your journey and your footing is not that strong, you know, you may be one of the most successful people in the game later on. So just stick with it. Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you want to do Disney manias and say you want to have multiple, make sure... You map out all the Disney songs you want to use. So we're not doing remixes of the remixes and putting a song from the 90s on an album that came out in 2006. The 90s, the 60s, the 40s, the 70s, well, just, just, and, everywhere. And we're not reaching into Disney shorts and theme I know. parks. This, this album feels like somebody patting their pockets going, uh, uh, and they reach in their pocket and they pull out like, a discarded receipt from three years ago and they hand it to you. Yeah. And I'm already looking at Disney Mania 5. Not one. Not one short. Nope. Not one. Not one uh, theme park. Disney so I'm Mania like, 5 slaps. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the highest. It's the highest charting one. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to talk about it eventually, but I need... I need a deep cleanse from Disney Mania. Yeah, I need a Disney Mania deep cleanse because that one was a little rough. Yeah. That that one made me manic. (laughs) Disney manic. Don't do that. You got that part out. I don't think I will. Okay, thank you. If people want to see where you (laughs) zippity-doo-dah, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, spelled H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. I counted today, and I have six Robin Williams movies left. So get in on that train, subscribe, and watch the videos. And check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. If you want to see where I zippity-doo-dah, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H. Cameron Martin. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us on all those. Uh, rate and review us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us. We love talking to you guys on all forms of social media. Make sure you especially uh, follow the Instagram because we not just post about what's going on with the podcast. We, po- we post like fun throwbacks and stuff. So yeah, never be shy about reaching out. We think it's the coolest when people reach out and tell us that you're listening about and doing it like while you do the dishes in your car ride. So it's just great. And tell us what you like. If you have an idea of what you would love to hear us talk about, never be shy about shooting us that. So yeah, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have fun making it. All right. And until next time, we will... See you later, time travelers. Always buggy your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs>